Hey everyone, welcome to the Pitbull Mechanic. This is episode 8, Separation Anxiety. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pitbull Mechanic. Thanks for listening. Uh, I want to cover separation anxiety because I think it's important that people know and understand how to uh, prevent it. I think that there's a whole lot of uh, information out there of how to fix it, but not a whole lot, or if any, how to prevent it. Now, the big question I always get is, will my dog get or have separation anxiety? And the answer is, there is no way of telling because our dogs are so different in personalities and confidence levels that we need to do the best we can to prevent it by how we interact with them and how much we interact with them, especially in the beginning of, you know, of our relationship and our bonding with them. We need to do everything possible to assure that they are as independent as um, they can be on their own. Bonding with our dogs is very important, but it's important that we know how to go about it and not feel that our dogs are bonded with us because they are in our homes and they're on top of us and they're all over us and they share our lives with us. That's not necessarily, you know, a proper healthy bond, although it may appear that way. Um, but a lot of people learn the hard way that um, by having just brought in your dog and allowing them to have free range of your home can develop, you know, all sorts of behaviors. Um, I've been for the last over I want to say over 10 years, I've been bringing or introducing dogs into my home and, you know, uh, helping people introduce their dogs into their home. Uh, the way I feel is a better method uh, to just bring them in and saying, hey, here's everything, right? My attention, my love, and my um, my home. And the way we need to do it, and it's tough for most people, and it's done through the crate. The crate is a great tool to use. We can't look at it as being a punishment. We need to bring them in slowly, and the crate is that magical tool, and it's not forever. It's not something that uh, needs to be done forever, but it is important because when you bring your dog into your home, you don't realize that it's overwhelming for them. It's a new place, new people, new dogs, if you have other dogs. So it's very overwhelming. And they need to figure out what it is that they need to do to fit in or not fit in. If they're not going to fit in, then they're going to develop very um, shy and weak uh, relationships, you know, with your with you or, or with your with your other dogs. And we want to make sure that your dog learns properly. And what I mean by that is that they start to learn to use their nose first before anything else. Because if a dog is not using their nose, and yes, you would think, 
wow, a dog not using her nose? Absolutely. Happens every day, all the time, where a dog will just have a knee-jerk reaction to the world because it's not using its nose to figure out whether another dog is friend or foe or a person is a friend or foe. And as long as they're able to have the time to learn to use their nose first and foremost, they're going to figure things out quickly and easier. And they're not going to just react out of nowhere. The crate is also a great tool because it will um, basically help you or help your dog not develop these um, behaviors like excess barking, jumping on people, um, tearing things up. <laughs> it helps the dog, you know, decompress and have a better mental state or more calm, relaxed mental state uh, by, you know, training him to utilize the crate. And plus, if you need to travel, obviously, you know, you should travel with your dog in the crate. It's safer. Um, I see people with their loose dogs in their cars all the time. And it may seem fun and everything and, you know, like a commercial. Your dog sticking their head out the window, taking in all the smells. But in reality, it's not good for your dog. Dogs don't blink like we do. So, you know, the air and, and debris is constantly in their eyes. And um, plus, obviously, they can get hit by something. So, you know, it may look great or whatever. But <laughs> I... I don't allow my dogs to do that. I'll roll down the window just a little so that they can take in the smells, but it's really unnecessary to have your dog stick their head out, you know, the window of your car. Um, and I also see people with, you know, their little dogs in their lap, and it's like if you put on the brakes, that dog's going to go <laughs> flying or it's going to go, you know, down to where the pedals are and make life just even worse in an accident, you know, that shouldn't have happened in the first place. But anyways, that's all the ball of wax. Um, getting back to the crate, having the crate uh, set up in your home, such as uh, in the living room where your dog can still have access to you, but in a way where it's limited in the beginning, and as he understands, if he is calm and relaxed in there, he will get, you know, to look out the crate. I cover crates to help the dog, you know, reduce um, anxiety. Because the more it sees out, the more the brain just never shuts off. So you want your dog to learn to shut off, you know. And... Again, by crate training it and having it covered helps that, you know, um, that dog to shut off or know when to shut off uh, better. Where is if you have your dog out all the time in the beginning in your home, it just never knows when to turn off. So, again, it's super important to not think about the crate as a punishment or a cage People call it a cage all the time. Yes, technically, it's a cage. 
but it is a tool, it is a crate, and if utilized properly, it is and will do wonders for your uh, dog's behaviors and your relationship. And again, I can't stress enough that it's only in the beginning. Now, this can go on for, you know, three weeks to a month, maybe longer, depending on your dog. But it's really up to your dog how well he takes to being in the crate. And then slowly you give him access to your, you know, your home and you. And I know people bring a home, you know, bring a, a puppy home and they want to spend time with it and they want to love it and they want to hug it and kiss it and just have it sleep with them. And it's just like, this is the wrong, <laughs> wrong thing to do. Uh, yes, you can spend time with your puppy. And that, but that should only be for 10 minutes, you know, at a time here and there. Because your puppy should be sleeping majority of the time anyways, resting, because it's still developing. And him just being all over you is not going to have him bond properly with you. And I'll get into bonding properly in another episode, but these are just the first steps to introducing your dog into your home so that it doesn't develop separation anxiety. Because once it's developed that, then it's much harder for someone like myself to come in and have to undo everything you've done <laughs> to fix the problem or to even begin to fix the problem. So again, you know, um, you're, <laughs> you're not going to find many ways or, or, or I'm sorry, you're not going to find um, people talking about, you know, ways to prevent it, but how to fix it. And again, once your dog develops separation anxiety, it is a lot harder to fix than aggression is. So take that in for a minute. Separation anxiety, to fix it, to help your dog, is a lot harder than to help a dog that has aggression. So separation anxiety is no joke. I knew a dog that was... Um, intelligent dog and that was mainly the problem there intelligent and separation anxiety are not a good mix and it's easy for an intelligent dog to develop separation anxiety I would say easier uh, and that's depending on the you know <clears throat> the person or the people uh, you know raising it and this particular dog had it so bad that it uh, jumped out of a two-story window and broke its arm, if I remember correctly. I know it broke uh, its arm or leg, either way, uh, just to be with its people. So again, um, you know, you have to be really careful how you bring your dog into your home. And those, those very first steps to take to uh, prevent, um, you know, your, your dog from developing it. Now, again, people will think <clears throat> just because they have had dogs all their lives, and I hear this all the time, I've had dogs all my lives, you know, um, 
Never had one with separation anxiety. Okay, well, that's great for you. But it's out there. It happens all the time. People deal with it every single day with their dogs. Um, Again, not all dogs can develop it, but we don't know. But it's best to take the steps to prevent it. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to know what your dog is like confidence-wise. So why not, you know, prevent it instead of trying to fix it? And I know I keep repeating myself, and I often do that, and I apologize for that. But it's important uh, to know that we have the proper tools, and the information is there, but no one is talking about, you know, the prevention part of it, is what I'm trying to say. So... If you're planning on getting a dog, whether it be a rescue, an older dog, a puppy, really get your tools together, get your um, information together, because once your dog is in your home, it is too late. Everything goes out the window because you start giving this dog full-on attention and everything just drops to the wayside. So have everything that you need to have, which is a crate where it's big enough for the dog to stand up and and turn around and, you know, and make sure you're you're covering it very beginning. Now, some may may ask, you know, should put a toy in there and, excuse me, and that's, that's great to want to put toys in there, but we have to um, first see if the dog can be without toys. Now, if you want to put something in there to distract him, if you feel it's needed, you can try it, uh, see if it works. A lot of times, some dogs you know, don't need anything um, to keep them occupied. If it's a puppy, if it's teething, it may, you, know, you may want to throw something in there that's safe for him to chew on keep them busy. Um, but other than that, I would say it's not necessary to, uh, put anything in there with your dog. Um, if your dog is, you know, barking and you want to have him stop from barking in the crate, there's, um, precursors that needs to take place and I talk about that in other episodes and again a dog needs precursors for it to understand that it needs to change its behavior uh, before it gets corrected and it's it's important that we do correct our dogs we can't just allow our dogs to you know (laughs) do what they want it's like children you know we can't raise children and allow them to do what they want without being corrected but again <clears throat> a human child <laughs> and a dog, a fur baby, <laughs> I hate that word, uh, is a lot different, you know, um, is how, how you go about raising them. So get all your tools in place, do your research, you know, before you bring your dog into your home. So... Why do dogs develop separation anxiety? 
if I haven't already, kind of cover it by what I've said so far. It's the overabundance of attention that we give our dogs right you know, in the beginning. They, they don't know how to handle it properly. And I guess you can say that they take it to heart. And then they realize that, or they start to realize that they can't be without us. Um, whether that's because we're, you know, coddling them too much or, you know, the food that we're providing for them, the resources. Again, we don't, we don't know that our dog is going to be that way. So let's do the best we can, you know, um, so that they're healthy, you know, minded animals, um, that we can enjoy because once, you know, they develop separation anxiety, it, it's hard, you know, on us, but it's much harder on them. Right. Um, I think that if you know anyone with anxiety, you'll understand what, you know, a dog is going through. Or if you have, you know, suffer from anxiety, you can understand what dog might be going through, especially when, you know, you leave and it can't handle uh, you not being there. So we, you know, we have to do the best that we can for them because they're great. Dogs are great at, you know, moving on. Uh, we're humans, you know, who, who are capable of rationalization cannot. You know, we need uh, medication to do it where animals don't. And yeah, you know, you can take your dog to the vet and have it prescribed Prozac or whatnot, you know to help, <laughs> uh, you know, with behaviors or whatever. But if we can do, and we know what it takes to do uh, the right thing to help our dogs, then we should do that. So with that, thank you for listening and talk to you soon.